You probably already know whose dulcet tones these are by now. It's obvious, they're coming from the geographical area with the most beautiful accent in the UK and Ireland, right here in sunny Belfast. But just in case you don't and you're a first-time listener, and thankfully we're attracting more and more first-time listeners, you're listening to Gavin Wall, host of the Speed Mentor podcast. I'm a serial entrepreneur and the world's only speed mentor, delivering you a daily jolt of energy and knowledge designed to hit you right between the eyes so that you can lead the life of abundance that you deserve. No matter what you're struggling with in your quest for fulfilment, whether it's procrastination or a lack of inspiration, a lack of knowledge around how to find the white space of opportunity, or you just require a kick up the backside, I'm here for you every single day, Monday to Friday, to help you believe and achieve. Now today, we're talking about the sometimes thorny and and little understood issue actually of recruitment. I'm going to help you save yourself lots and lots of money So listen closely. I'm going to let you into the secrets of how to recruit better people in this digital era and how to retain the best people for longer who will want to share your journey. I'm well and truly going to open up a whole can of my very own secret sauce and show you what's inside as this is an area where perhaps more than any other the methods that I apply in the wall group in our spa and subway and used to be in our Yogi Berry stores have enabled me to be able to scale and leverage my time to really talented people which we've managed to attract and that's enabled me to grow our business interests. Now I'll start by saying there are quite a few trolls in the recruitment industry because unfortunately some of them are unable to process the nuance of my message. I'm quite open that the recruitment industry has significant issues. Some of the people working in it quite frankly, shouldn't be anywhere near the service sector and I get trolled by them regularly. But my philosophy isn't that the recruitment industry isn't in any way different to the overall business community as a whole. No, it's that the recruitment sector is a mirror image of the rest of the business community. We get the recruiters we deserve. Interestingly, the people who complain most about the recruitment sector are often those who misuse it the most and then complain that it's full of spivs who are chasing a quick buck. Now I'm going to explain, I'm going to break that down a wee bit later on. Now as businesses, our primary role is to run good quality, profitable businesses, to treat our people fair, in fact, not just fairly, to treat our people exceptionally, showcase what we do to attract other people to us. Did you hear that? Showcase what we do to attract other people to us. And then then use recruiters as our partners when we are unable to feel fill niche roles or when we're scaling up or when we're going into a new geographic area or just use them if we've built up really good long-term relations with them um, and sometimes they'll come along with some outstanding talent that they can offer to us. However, this isn't what happens in the real world. Look, there are 40,000 recruitment consultancies in the UK. 40,000 recruitment consultancies in the UK that's enough people to actually create a whole city of recruiters. Now, that's a scary thought for sure. UK businesses spent $35.7 billion on recruitment uh, in 2017-2018. In, in, in fact, with recruiters themselves, 
which was 10% up on the year before. So it's actually getting bigger and bigger. If UK businesses follow the advice that I am about to give you, we could cut that in half overnight. We could cut that 35.7 billion in half overnight. And imagine what we could do with 18 billion we'd be ploughing back directly into our businesses, back into our economy, rather than wasting it on unnecessary recruitment fees. Now, how much are you spending? What could we achieve if we've diverted chunks of that back into our businesses and weaned ourselves, weaned ourselves off the methadone drip of using recruiters as a procurement tool? So that's basically what we do. We use recruiters as a methadone drip, um, as a, a procurement tool, rather than the way that they should be used. Now, how much are you spending? Have a real think about this. As I've said before, don't get me wrong, recruiters are vital to the business community and are often unfairly maligned. And as I've said already, we get the recruiters we deserve. If business is poor, recruiters will be poor. If we up our game, they'll up their game. Now, our business is the Wall Group, a chain of spars, Subway and Yogi Berry. We had Yogi Berry stores in North Belfast. About three years ago, I decided I wanted to attract more talent to help us hit a target of 28 stores by 2024. But I had a major problem. I couldn't actually attract that sort of talent that I needed. Um, the hurdles were huge, the size of the North Belfast peace walls. We didn't have a budget to recruit. We couldn't pay the salaries of our larger competitors. North Belfast is chronically deprived with lots of school leavers, but not enough developed talent. There was a political dogfight going on um, uh, in Camp Twadale. Um, if you're outside of Northern Ireland, you'll not know what that's about. And we had stores, one on the green side and one on the orange side, right on the either side of, of Camp Twadale. And we'd riots every year about disputed parades. But I had a gut feeling that employees had grown tired of a purely transactional relationship with their employers, where labour was exchanged merely for salary. And maybe perks if you were lucky, but largely for salary. It was very transactional. I felt there was a new currency in town. And if I could harness a compelling and exciting narrative about our journey and share it with energy, then people might be more attracted to us than those employers who are simply offering them money. Now, does that make sense? Is that something you could think about applying in your own business? Now, that's a lot easier to say than it is to do. And it's certainly more difficult than ringing a recruitment hotline to plug your gaps and using it like a procurement tool like I talked about earlier. But the huge benefit is that if you can attract people to your business for non-monetary reasons, if they buy into what you're doing, if they can be part of it, part of something, then they stay longer and give more for your common cause. It's fucking obvious, isn't it? And why the hell are we spending $35.7 billion a year on recruiters? Our narrative all started with one hashtag on social media. Hashtag back in North Belfast. And I hammered that hashtag for years. We became synonymous with North Belfast. If people think of business and they think of North Belfast, the first thing they think about every single time is the wall group. Wall group. We turned every negative in North Belfast into a positive. Whilst others complained about the living wage and the devastating impact it would have on our industry, instead I wrote articles about how we'd embraced it for the good of our staff. Um, whilst others complained of the divisions in North Belfast, I started to post on LinkedIn about our extensive CSR work, where, for instance, we created probably the first and only 
ever non-contentious parade in North Belfast, raising thousands of pounds for our charity partners. And we did that a few years in a row. We highlighted our unswerving commitment to cross-community work and also our resilience in the face of multiple robberies, which led, interestingly, to my first ever um, uh, vlog on LinkedIn a couple of years back. Weird stuff started to happen when we did all of this. People started to become interested in our Herculean efforts to overcome all of those challenges. Then I started sharing stories of when we royally messed up, such as an occasion when we mistakenly challenged a customer around a counterfeit note, and I turned up at their front door with a full hamper of goodies and an apology. Even more people, every time I was sharing this stuff, even more people became interested in our story. Interestingly, it was also around this time that the, the trolls started circling and accusing me of destroying the job boards that LinkedIn had started at because I was starting to tell human stories. Now, then I began sharing our goals and aspirations, what we actually were trying to achieve in the wall group. And one of those was a hashtag 28 stores by 2024. This was really novel stuff. Before long, I was being contacted by quality people from inside and outside of North Belfast who wanted to be more than just a number, to be part of our journey. They could see purpose in what we were doing and they believed that they could add value. And in turn, we would add value back to them. Over an 18-month period, we went from being unable to attract talent to North Belfast, to the grocery and the fast food sectors, to filling three of my four most senior positions with people who'd contacted me directly through LinkedIn. Stuff is crazy. So how much money do you think the recruiters were getting out of me? Very little. But before any of the corporates who are listening say to themselves, let's head over to Gavin Wall's LinkedIn page and his social media stuff and see what crazy shit he's getting up to now so we can copy it. No. The story must be authentic or the people will smell the bullshit. It must be your own story. You can't fake it. You can't just copy what somebody else is doing. You cannot outsource the creation of the story to a marketing person. They're not taught this type of stuff at college. You must craft your own story and it must be authentic. Our story is grounded in energy, resilience, optimism, storytelling, teamwork, leadership, goal setting and perhaps most importantly of all, adding value to others. You leave this sort of stuff to your marketing team or outsource to a marketing company, it will not work. The leaders in your business need to embrace these concepts and live them and start singing to the choir about them. See, the thing is, if you're not doing this sort of stuff in your business, it's impossible for you to focalise that message to the outside world. But if you are doing it, if you are a great employer, if you do love your people, it's very easy to do it. To bring this full circle, if you're an employer or a manager in the recruitment industry, I'd be sitting a little less comfortably just after I've done this podcast because the opportunity that social media has opened up for employers and managers to tell their own narrative and go straight to market is freaking huge. Recruitment is not about a transaction of hiring staff a dozen times a year. It's about showcasing the story of your own secret sauce on social media so that when the right people are there, they will actually come knocking on your door. I believe that the old purely transactional approach where an employer believes that because they've made payroll each week or each month, that their people owe them. That's dead. They want more. They want their soul to be nourished, but their horizons to be challenged. Here's an example of how this can play out when you've attracted someone through our methods in the wall group rather than a recruiter 
or for merely financial reward. Look, I had a guy who'd been hitting me up on LinkedIn for about four months. He was virtually stalking me and it was so intense I was almost going to call the police. But then I posted an area manager vacancy on LinkedIn and he was on it like a car bonnet. He came to the assessment centre and he aced it. The highest scores we've ever had. That guy has delivered some outstanding results in the 18 months he's been with us. Um, so we're now one of the leading biz- subway businesses in the whole world. In fact, we've achieved back-to-back 100% in our unannounced um, store evaluations. And that is virtually impossible. It may never have been done before. Ask anyone who's involved in Subway and you'll be told it is impossible. But we have done it. In 2018, disaster struck when someone who appeared to be one of the top entrepreneurs in the UK and actually one of my heroes tried to poach him. It was the owners of Patisserie Valerie. They came knocking on his door. I didn't think I had a chance. Now, we all know what's happened to them since, but I didn't think I had a chance of keeping him. He was offered a six-figure package to leave me, more than double what we could offer him. And this was just a few months before the big scandal hit. Turns out it was actually double what they could afford as well. Um, I even contacted Chris Suter of Suter Menswear fame to buy him a suit as a leaving present. That's how convinced I was that he was leaving. That leading entrepreneur hadn't factored on one thing. He didn't create the ache to come and work for him like I had. He didn't create the narrative, the purpose, the opportunity in the face of adversity, the David and Goliath, na- Goliath narrative, the authenticity, the fucking belly laughs and the camaraderie. It was just a transaction. And to my amazement, I saw off this attempt to poach him despite the enormous, I mean enormous pay differential to leave. We had a vision. He bought into that before he joined us and he tasted it when he was in the business. Another example of when we had a manager who could no longer, we had a manager who could no longer physically carry out her role in Subway. Sat her down and talked about what she could physically do and what she might like to do. And she liked the idea of accountancy. Now, we didn't have an accountancy role at that time, but I thought if we could develop um, one to prevent us from losing her, that would be a good thing and would be a win-win. So we nurtured her new aspirations, helped her financially to start her, her degree in accountancy. But the bad news then arrived when one of the big four practices came along. And ironically, because she loved us so much and because we'd showcased her, she didn't want to leave. But they became more attracted to her because of that. Ultimately, she did leave. And I did a vlog on LinkedIn about it. Despite the personal hurt I felt at that time because of the nurture we'd put into her and because of the support we'd given her, I celebrated that we had nurtured a wonderful young person who was going to say lots of nice things about us in the corporate world and maybe come back to us one day fully trained. Now, that wasn't easy to do. Um, How many accountants do you think contacted me who wanted to come and work for me after I had done that vlog? I'll just leave that out there with you. But I certainly didn't need a recruitment consultant um, to fill the post afterwards. In fact, ultimately, she she did want to rejoin us as the culture in the big four accountancy practice was not what she'd been used to in the wall group. But we'd already hired two other people in that department at that stage anyway. So unfortunately, I couldn't make it happen. To bring this full circle, if you're an employer or a manager or a future leader in your business, um, recruitment is not a transaction of hiring a dozen staff throughout the year. It's about showcasing the story of your own secret sauce on social media, not being afraid to showcase the talent within your business, even though it heightens the chance that they will be poached. 
Be confident enough in your own message that there's authenticity around your message and any approach will be rebuffed. Be careful to nurture and care for your people so that they're there when you need them and that they won't want to leave if they are try to be poached and so that that showcasing of your people can attract other people in also. I'll leave you with one final story which isn't from the Wall Group but from a large accountancy practice here in Belfast called Baker Tilly Mooney Moore. They're part of Worldwide Network which sits just below that big four I was talking about earlier on. Every month, they are my accountants, every month um, I receive a newsletter from them with pics of such and such receiving a certificate or news of the latest tax loophole that's been closed down. Now, it's not particularly interesting stuff, to be honest. I discovered recently that one of the partners in there, Stephen McConnell, takes about 20 of his staff on a weekly tough mudding event at 6 o'clock in the morning. I asked him, how come I never heard anything about this tough mudding stuff and these 20 people who are following you? He asked me, what, what do you mean? Why should you know about it? I said, that's an example of brilliant teamwork and leadership that you can get 20 people to get out of their beds regularly at the crack of dawn to do things that only pigs are comfortable with and humans shouldn't be doing. I said, the next time you're trying to attract a first-class honours graduate away from one of the big four, this is a type of thing that could tip the balance in your favour. Not your dull dishwater a dullest dishwater monthly newsletter. This is the type of stuff you need to be getting out, out there. I asked him, why weren't we seeing it? Why weren't we hearing about it? And he said that he didn't think the marketing team would be interested. Come on, for fuck's sake, man, come on. This is the gold dust, folks. This is the gold dust. You remember what I said earlier on? The marketing team won't get that. They'll just keep doing the same thing that they've done for the last 10 years unless we as business leaders grasp this thing by the scruff of the neck and start saying, this people's stuff, this is the stuff that we need to be getting out there. Now, if this is going on in your business and you want to make a dent in the 35.7 million or billion recruitment spend and have the last laugh on the recruiters, only joking, folks, well, just I'm talking about the ones who, who, who like to troll me, then start showcasing your teamwork your narrative, your goals, your ambition, your love, your CSR, and stop hiding it up your fucking jumper. Come on! I swore this episode wouldn't turn ranty. In my own head, I'd sworn that, but I think it just failed there at the end. That's it from me in episode 26 of the Speed Mentor podcast. Don't forget that we have the Speed Mentor retreat coming up on the 18th and 19th of May, where I'll be taking a select dozen entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs with me for the weekend to the Le Mans Hotel where we'll be deep diving into the principles of success and how to break an unbreakable, how to make an unbreakable ecosystem to achieve collective goals. Hit me up and let me know if you'd like abundance in your life and we'll get you booked on, on board. Until next time, if you subscribed, thank you very much. I would love you also to leave a review. I'd be so, so grateful if you would do that to keep this local, local voice getting heard far and wide. You've been talking to the wall. Success awaits you if you truly want it, but as with everything, it's your choice.